All right, hello and welcome to Fight Picks with the Pros. My name is Garrett Marchesano, and today we're going to review four fights on the upcoming UFC Fight Night that features Kevin Trailblazer Holland versus Derek Hangman Brunson in the main event. As always, I'm joined by former Ultimate Fighter Season 18 champ, Chris Holds It Down Holdsworth. Stick around to the end of the show to see our picks for the main event. Let's go. Introducing Fight Picks with the Pros. Brought to you by FanDuel. All right. The first fight we have up is Song the Assassin Keenan coming in as the plus 148 underdog against Max Payne Griffin coming in as the minus 184 favorite. So this is a welterweight bout. Uh, Song hasn't taken a fight in just over a year. Max Griffin's coming off that big win after Ramiz where he nearly ripped off his left ear with that elbow strike. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a big fight. Both guys have the same record, 16 and 8, 8 TKOs for Song. Uh, same thing on uh, Max's side, 16 and 8 with 8 TKOs. So these are similar guys. Both both have great stand-up striking game. Got to watch some of Song's uh, highlights this morning. And he's no slump, but I really like Max Griffin in this fight. He's been training with Team Alpha Male in this gym where we're at right now. Uh, Chris is one of the coaches, of course, and he's been looking good. He says he's been feeling good, and, and that's the, the biggest thing about it, not going in a fight injured, not going in unconfident. So, Chris, what do you think about this fight? It's going to be a good fight. You know, the uh, Keenan is – he's got some good submissions. He's got a pretty even uh, TKO and submission uh, stats and record. You know, it's eight with six submissions compared to, you know, Max, who's got eight TKOs as well with two submissions. So uh, I have a feeling Keenan's going to try to take this fight to the ground and, mm. and, and try to use his grappling versus Max. Um, you know, Song is training with Jackson Wink. Yep. So, you know, I feel like that team is, is more of, you know, they were more of a grappling. And now they've done more striking, but I think their base is like that, that grappling yeah. uh, MMA. So... Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to try to take Max down, but Max is really hard to take down. He's fought a lot of good grapplers, and he's done a good job, like, uh, you know, keeping off the mat and then using his striking to avoid the takedown. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Max has been looking good. Uh, every fight, he's getting better. Yeah, this I is like it. his third uh, third fight now with the team. So, you know, when you got a guy who's already good and they're, they're, they're hungry to grow and they want to make improvements, you know, they just they just keep going up. And that's when I know guys, like, they're just going to keep getting better. And that's the cool thing about MMA is like, you can't stay stagnant. You always have to have that white belt mentality where, you know, you can take anything from any coach. You can learn whatever you, you know, whatever anybody is trying to offer you and just keep that open mind and that open perspective because there's so many styles and so many things that can happen in mixed martial arts. There's always room to get better and grow. I agree. I agree. That's a big point. He's really, you know, I've had some conversations with Max, and we actually have him coming on in about five minutes. We'll jump Max on and, and have him online here. But he said his mentality is taking a total shift. He used to, you know, take pride in his coaches and where he's at and this kind of dog it out mentality. And he, he was always so mean. He said he wanted to come in and, and setting his pictures when he's weighing in. He's flexing and he's got this mean mug and face. And that's one side of it. But now his last two fights, and especially his last one, he says, He's, you know, keeping a happy mentality, coming in loose, thinking about his footwork and his preparation game. That's definitely some things I want to ask him about is how he's preparing because he's always getting a massage or, you know, recovering his, his legs or taking CBDs. He's always on that recovery path, right, mm -hmm. heavily. So he's really changed up his game. Of course, coming over to Team Alpha Mel, training with all you coaches um, has been a di big difference as well. 
He's just a, a new father as of just about a week yeah, and a half ago. Congrats. So that has to change his mentality a little bit. But coming into the fight itself, he has a five-inch reach advantage. So that's going to uh, play itself out in the striking game if he can keep it standing. I hope they keep it standing and mix it up. I think I think it's going to be – you know, Song can brawl as well. He's He's got some good striking. So I hope Max times it correctly, uses his foot, footwork like he did last time. I hope it is a negate and stand scenario where we can keep it standing, and that's where I think Max has the advantage. So ultimately, how do you see the fight playing out? And then give me your, your pick for the winner and, and method of victory. Yeah, I think they're going to fill each other out in the beginning and uh, you know, kind of just see see what each other has to offer. And Max is going to use his footwork, his feints, and try to get Keenan to, to overcommit on, on his strikes and coming in hard. And uh, I think... Song is going to try to take Max down, maybe try to push him against the cage and make it a dirty fight. But I think Max uh, like really thrives in those like hardcore dirty fights and like when the going gets tough and, and things get hard, I think he really thrives there. So um, I think Max is going to pull this one out by decision. I like that pick. You know, Max is so durable and he's been on the other side of some unfortunate split decisions where they're super close fights and could have gone either way. And even in most of his losses have been by decision. That just shows you He's a hard guy to put away. He's got a chin on him, and he's he's in there to, to brawl it out. So I agree. I think it's going to go to decision. I'm going Max Griffin on this. I think he's going to he's going to negate the takedown from Song. I do think there's going to be some takedown attempts. That's part going to be part of their game plan. So I think that's a great call. He's going to negate the takedown. It's going to stay up, and eventually, when it gets into the end of the second round, third round, uh, Max is going to be on the winning end of of those of those exchanges and he's going to end up getting the unanimous decision win. All right. Now we're going to jump on with Max Payne Griffin coming up his next fight. He's a minus 184 favorite coming in this fight against Sean Keenan. And uh, so this is a big fight, Max, how you doing? I'm good. I'm great, man. The odds went up again. <laughs> the odds That's right. They're climbing. They see you training. They see you working. So they're rising and rising. So you're feeling good. How you feeling? You got your baby in hand? Yeah, man. I am uh, had a wonderful day. Got braided up this morning. Oh, Super legit. Nice. It says MAX on it. It's going to be legit. It is legit. But uh, feeling good. You know, just, just packing up, getting these last things with the family, chilling out, just packing up and I'm ready for war, man. Yeah, so you leave tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow at 11, so in the morning. So we got to get there early and do our COVID test and quarantine, yep. that whole thing. Nice. So. Cool, cool. So I got a question for you, Max. Um, you know, this is probably, what, the third fight now that you've been cross-training with Team Alpha Male. Um, second or third, I, I'm not sure, but. What are some, uh, you know, some positives that you've taken away from cross training now and, uh, you know, just getting some different looks, different training partners and different, different coaches? Man, you guys are so great. Um, I went over there when I was fighting, this is the third camp, when I was fighting uh, Cowboy Oliveira, I went over to go spar with Slava. Slava was, I mean, is a super killer, right? So that kind of bridges the gap. You know, we've been um i mean i'm in sacramento we've been side by side in sacramento for my whole career and um you know made the jump over there it, it worked perfect you know and uh such a good team you know uh i always loved you guys and it was 
just pro politics and shit, but it was good. Yeah, to get yeah, over like, there. yeah, it was it was weird because like at one point it was like MMA gold versus team alpha male. It, it was like super weird. Like, you know, we had a bunch of guys fight each other and like, I never thought about it like that way or like this gym versus that gym. Like, cause we were both from SAC and I always thought that we should be cross training with each other. Cause we would be able to grow, grow better. And uh, you know, it was just, we would get better training and uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a drama free type of guy anyway. So I'm super Super happy that finally, you know, you guys are uh, cross training with us and we're doing the same cross training with you guys. And, you know, it's just going to make everyone better. No, it's great. I mean, I love, I love the energy, love the vibe. Um, you grab the general holds everything together. All the great coaches, you, Danny, I mean, all the great coaches, all the great guys. That, I mean, I've been seeing, like, like I said, you know, we've been around each other. We just haven't like trained together. Um, but yeah, I, I love the energy you guys have. Um, now we yeah. have now because I'm over there. <laughs> uh, it's an honor, man. I'm proud. I'm proud to be part of it and f training with all these high level guys. And, you know, I feel like I bring a little different little flavor over there with some different little different moves and different, just a different body. I'm a big body for the guys that they've been needing. And I think it's all love, man. So many good guys yeah. and the energy is real. And that's been, it's been great, bro. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Love it. I got a question for you, Max. So I follow you on Instagram, of course, and I I always see you, especially coming into the fight camps, you're getting massages, you're eating super clean, you can see that you're getting shredded up. Now, just today, I see that you got these these cup things on you that circulate your blood, et cetera. Yeah. You go the extra mile to get your body right. You know, I see you, I saw you in a video last week and you were vibrating on a <laughs> freaking bedside. Look at going, ah. So what is all that about? Tell me uh, how why you take that so seriously and, and some of the things you're doing to to prepare you know what what i've been learning i'm always trying to learn new things and grow and i train so hard like he would know me i train probably one of the hardest people ever trained really and how hard i push and go i uh but it breaks your body down you're tight and it's, it's tough to get to the next training session if you you know rode 40 miles on the bike and then how do you go to muay thai at night you know what i mean i have to you know, they yeah. say you train harder, but you recover harder. I'm getting faster, stronger, better, better. I'm a better fighter, you know, and I'm older. So it's like, how, how does that happen? I believe in recovery, man. I mean, I'm getting massages. I'm going to cryotherapy. I'm going to massage Messiah, get me going, getting, getting my body stretched out and worked. I'm seeing Russ at PT. I'm getting red light therapy. I'm on the PEMF machine. I'm swimming. I'm, I, I meditate. I try to. I, I try to recover as hard as, you know, I can. I mean, I got the Normatex at home, um, all these different devices, the Theragun. I mean, the list goes on and on at the H-Wave. It goes on and on. And I feel like it, it put, it makes me able to train hard. You know, when mm -hmm. I stop, there's times where, you know, I don't get lazy, but I'll be out of town or something and I'll be training and I won't be doing the recovery my body feels it, man. I'm stiff as a board and, you know, I'm like, man, I need to get back into that recovery because you need it, man. At least me, you know? Yeah. I think that's out. a big part of the, you know, the sport people kind of overlook is the whole part of recovering. Like if we can recover better, we're going to be able to train harder, train more consistently. Uh, you know, the risk of injury goes down. I used to always get made fun of because I was one of those guys who like, you know, I, 
would over i, I would want to re over recover you know what i mean i would want to stretch after practice yeah. i'm doing the foam roller i got the stick you know before you know before some of these new cool theraguns are out but guys would make fun of me like dude look at holders you know spends 30 minutes recovering i'm like yeah man like i'm gonna be back in here 9 30 tomorrow morning you know and i, I want to feel the best i can feel you know yeah yeah i could see that so another question for you max so after you get your hand raised this saturday are you thinking you want to call someone out? Is there a name that you have in mind? I know last time I talked to you, you said, I'm going to call a few people out. And then you called out Carlos Condit, which I thought was a great call out. <laughs> Who else do you have in mind? Are you, are you thinking anyone now? You get kind of the stage, you get this uh, minute and 15 seconds where you're getting interviewed and it's your spotlight. And I love it when guys call guys out. Cause even if you don't get the guy, you get Sean Shelby, you get them on their mind that, Hey, Max wants another fight. He's calling a guy out and, and he, he wants another fight. So have you thought about that? And if so, what are you thinking? I mean, I mean, I still want Vicente Luque. I think that would wow. be sick. Um, Jeff Neal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, there you go. I know Jeff, but hey, um, we're going to fight eventually. I said, I, that's what I believe. But yeah, someone said I should call it Jeff Neal. Um, I don't know. If I look at the list, I'll, I'll, I'll point him out. You tell me top 15. Uh, Really, anyone. Oh, I want to yeah. fight someone good, and I think this next fight will will this dominant victory is going to show people like, okay, we got to give him someone now. Originally, when I first got this fight, after I chopped Dude Zero off, I thought I'd get a bigger name, but my manager said, Dave said, hey, like, beat this guy, then we'll renegotiate your contract. I don't want you fighting Robbie Lawler on this money you can make twice as much so we're gonna use Good that point. as a negotiation tactic i'm gonna smash this guy and then move on you know to the big yeah. money and the big names and they were like they you know they they can't deny me anymore man i'm, I'm ready and they're gonna they're this guy's a lamb for the slaughter buddy <laughs> i love yeah. it i love it just take it one fight at a time man you know what i mean like can't can't always you know overlook things and I, I'm you you already know this but taking one fight at a time you keep winning those big paychecks those big names are gonna come. Oh yeah, no, I agree. The momentum's in your favor. Just got off you know one of your biggest wins of your career, beating Ramiz, and I also Mike Perry is another one up there that, that definitely jumps out at me when I'm when I'm looking at your career. Stringing these two wins together, this will be the perfect time. I like that negotiating tactic. I agree with your your manager and. And the big name will come, and uh, I'm excited for this fight. It's it's going to be a big time fight. I love that the odds makers. You know, we're the odds guys here. Uh, brought to you by FanDuel, and we we're watching those FanDuel odds. Are cre they're just cre creeping, and you took another jump. That's showing you that the analysts are picking Max Payne Griffin to to win this fight. So, again, you can't look over anybody, but that's got to give you confidence that a lot of the analysts out there are are picking you, right? Yeah, I've been the underdog the whole time <laughs> like i don't care who i'm fighting i'm the underdog but like i've never been whooped in a fight so uh it's like how how, how does this happen but hey um i mean kobe beat me but hey that's what it is but everyone else man uh yeah i mean i'm sorry my buddy is not gonna make that much money on this time but um it's what it is you know maybe they could take out the props you know for knockout or <laughs> yeah, those are yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll check those out. We'll see. We'll string you together in a parlay or something. Well, I love it. We, we won't take too much more of your time here. We know you're on dad duty right now and like getting prepped for the fight. You're leaving tomorrow. So congrats on everything. We'll be watching you. We're about to break down your fight and we'll be watching you. Definitely.
Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'll see y'all when I get back. I need shirt sizes because we'll get you these shirts. Yeah, um, I, need I, I need that medium, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be looking for those large new shirts. Medium. You sure you're a large? <laughs> hey, I'm six three, buck seventy five. You know oh, there you go. You're right. You're you're tall. You know, I'm tall. I, I need the like, maybe I'm, I'm getting to a medium in my older age. It's sad. It'll be hell. like a belly shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a top. There you go. All right, cool. Good stuff. That'll yeah. be it. We'll see you another time, Max. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to the next fight. We got Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa coming in as a minus 265 favorite versus Don Tail Kong Maze. Did I get that name right? Don Tail. There we go. Don Tail Kong Maze coming in as a plus 210 favorite. So this is a heavyweight bout. Always exciting. I like Ty Tuivasa because of his out-of-the-ring antics of getting other fighters to take shoeies to where they take off their shoe. You pour a full beer inside the shoe. And then you you chug it out of your shoe, out of your stinky shoe. Yeah, I'm good on the the shoeies. <laughs> Just give me a cold glass. <laughs> yeah, a cold glass and a cold beer. But it's hilarious. He's gotten Cowboy Cerrone and a bunch of other fighters, even the the Nelk boys, if you know them. Those guys came to a few UFC fights. And he got all of them to do a shoey. So pretty wild. You know, he's ten and three, nine TKOs. He's going in there for one thing. He's kind of he reminds me of that Derek Lewis kind of style to where. He's patient. He's patient. He's not a high output guy. Yeah. But any strike he throws could put you away and knock you out uh, at any moment. So he's going in there for the KO. He was on a three fight skid, um, some some tough fights, but he did get a KO win against against Stephen Shrove in his last fight, which was big for him. Now he's trying to get on the right path again. The other guy, Don Dontel, has great boxing, great stand up. Another powerful guy. Four TKOs. He's eight and four. He's coming from the contender series. So this is a good fight for both guys. I think this is a great matchup. Uh, kudos to Sean Shelby. Um, so what do you think about Taitu Avasa? What do you think his game plan is going to be coming into this fight, Chris? Um, well, I definitely think he's going to be mixing it up with his Muay Thai. It's, it's, looks like he's training uh, with Gokan Sakai, who's a who's a great kickboxer champion. Um, so he's definitely working on his yep. Muay Thai, his, his elbows, his, his knees, his his kicks and you know it looks like uh or dantel is a is a boxer yep so best thing for boxers you start kicking their legs they can't use their <laughs> footwork and you just stay out of that reach and you try to use your full mma game um so i think he's definitely going to try to try to kick dantel's legs a little bit slow him down uh dantel does have the reach advantage yeah. so you know coming from a box a boxer that has the reach advantage you definitely don't want to stay on the outside and, and get peppered with the jab and those and those outside punches so you know, Bam Bam needs to get in there close, maybe work some leg kicks from the outside and then start timing some takedowns and uh, take this take this guy out on the ground. Yeah, I I think that's a good game plan. I, I like that. If I was to go in and give my official fight prediction on this one, I like both fires. I was impressed with Dantel in, in his boxing game. I'm a fan of Tai Tuivasa. I like his outside-the-ring antics. I like the power he brings in the heavyweight division. I think he was rushing his other fights, and and now hopefully with him training out there, he's training out in Dubai and and with Gonku Saki that you mentioned, working on that Muay Thai. Hopefully he's learned some patience as well, and he waits for that that heavy shot. And I think it's going to happen. I'm going to call my official prediction of this is going to be Thai Bam Bam Tuivasa getting the win via knockout in the early second round. That's my official fight pick. Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, I got Bam Bam by TKO. 
I think he's going to somehow, uh, you know, either get a knockdown or get a takedown and then finish uh, finish on tail on the mat with some uh, some vicious ground and pound. I say second round as well. Second round? Yeah. Okay, got it. We're both going bam, bam in the second. All right, if we move on to the next fight, we have Gregor the Gift Gillespie coming in as a minus 230 favorite versus Brad Quake Riddell coming in as a plus 184 underdog. This is a light, lightweight matchup. I'm a fan of Gillespie. I, I've been watching him come up. He's a big-time wrestler, D1 national champ, and he just has a ridiculous stat that he averages seven takedowns per fight against his opponents. So you know his game plan coming in. Not to say he doesn't have a great stand-up game because he can he can stand and scrap as well, but he's known for his wrestling. And uh, if you saw his last fight, was uh, he's one of, was one of the few undefeated fights uh, in the UFC, but he took a nasty loss against Kevin Lee. Um, back in November 19th, which was a head kick, heavy head kick KO. Yeah, that was a vicious KO, man. And it's always hard to watch when people get their lights shut off completely, not just the TKO where they're completely gone. Yeah. So it, it was tough to watch. On the other side, Brad Riddell, he's coming out of city kickboxing, training out there with Stylebender. He's 9-1. and one. He's got a great streak going on, six fights in a row. He's no slump. This is a tough fight for both guys. I like both of them. Yeah, it was a pleasure learning more, even more about Brad this this week. So he's a great fighter as well. He's got more of that stand-up type game, and he can put you away. So for Gregor Gillespie coming in off a vicious KO loss, he wants to get back on track. He's the D1 previous D1 champ. We know where his heavy stats lie. What do you think his game plan is going to be coming into this fight? Yeah, I really like uh, Gillespie. Uh, that last name is a tongue twister, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was a fan of uh, fan of him in his wrestling days. I, I followed his career, and you know he was a great wrestler. So I was excited when he made the transition to MMA, and you know he was coming out, he was beating everybody, just taking people down at will. Um, you know, it was like thirteen and zero until you know yeah. he came across Kevin Lee and got you know smacked with that head kick, and yeah. um, it's good to see him back because sometimes you don't you don't know when like guys are undefeated and they get knocked out really bad or finish really bad, like how that's going to affect them. So, you know, knowing, you know, Gregor and how tough he is through all his wrestling, you know, he wasn't going to just let that be the end of him. Um, so he took, took some time, you know, yep. recovered and now he's back. So his game plan is going to be to get the takedown. We, we both know yeah. that. And, you know, Brad's a, you know, a great kickboxer training with, you know, style bender and all the guys from city kickboxing. And it looks like his takedown defense is, you know, 80% takedown defense. Um, but that's probably takedown defense against somebody who wasn't Gregor Gillespie. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how, what kind of percentage that kind of evens out to, but you know, I definitely think Gregor is going to push the pace and try to get the takedown, and it's going to be Brad trying to dance around and, and use his footwork to not get taken down. Um, I think Gregor is going to be able to take him down and just 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 dominate him on the mat. He probably probably Brad will probably get up once or twice, but I think Gillespie's. His, his ground game is just that much higher than everyone else's so I, I'm gonna call uh I'm gonna call a decision win for for Gregor nice I, I like that breakdown I was gonna ask you what do you think about him coming in with the 80 percent takedown defense in his UFC career is that gonna make Gregor really think about a stand-up game a striking game but you answered it for me he doesn't care about that he's Gregor Gillespie yeah he's got one of the highest takedown averages in the entire UFC. That's for a reason. He's got quick double legs, single legs. He'll take you down any way he wants to. That's why I want to see, you know, Kevin Lee was a real big, powerful guy, and he's a wrestler in his own right. Yeah. And so he had some trouble there. And it, it was a good fight until uh, until it wasn't, right? So 
in this fight, I, I agree. I think it is going to be takedown after takedown after takedown. And the whole Habib adage is, just, you know, don't stop taking him down. If he, if he can't yeah. uh, stop your takedown, keep doing it. So for my official pr- uh, fight prediction, I'm going to go with Gregor Gillespie as well. I'm going to say that the takedowns get overwhelming and he ends up getting a third round TKO win via ground and pound. And that's my official fight pick. Nice. All right, let's move on. It's time for the main fight pick of the evening. All right, so for the main fight pick of the evening, we got Kevin Trailblazer Holland coming in as the minus 162 favorite versus Derek Hangman Brunson coming in as the plus 132 underdog. So this is a middleweight bout. Holland called Brunson out after his last fight, and he's been heckling him ever since. And social media, he's really got a great social media game, if you will, to where he's a funny guy. And the fact that he went won five fights in a row in 2020 has really put him on this new pedestal to where he's he's gained the social media following, the notoriety again uh, amongst UFC fans and fighters. Hard not to respect a guy that wins five fights in 2020. It's funny story behind Kevin Holland is that Dana White didn't like him. He's he's at first he's one of the few fighters that won his contender series fight, and Dana still cut him off when he got to award the winners after the show. But then he brought him in against uh, Santos at a two hundred five fight, and he actually did had a great fight against Diego Santos. Ended up losing the fight, but he called he called him. Dana White said Big Mouth came in to play. He came in, respect him. I'll get him another fight at middleweight and give him time to train. Mm-hmm. He gave him that time. He's on a run. He's doing really well. On the other side of it, Derek Brunson, 21-7, and 12 TKOs, powerful guy. He reminds me of a Leon Edwards to where he has that sneaky left hand that always seems to. Some of these guys, Conor McGregor, Leon Edwards, they have these shots that I don't know if they have just such great timing or they're sneaky. Maybe it's the southpaw coming in, the straight hand. These shots just just land. They have these shots that guys just can't seem to to predict uh, the timing on. So that's one thing Derek Brunson has. He's always been a contender. He's been looking good. He's on a three-fight win streak. So this is a great, great matchup. So first, let me get your opinion on Kevin Holland, and then I want to hear what you think about Darren Brunson. I, Derek Brunson, I know you probably have some, some stories about him. He's been in the game for a long time. Uh, so what do you think about Kevin coming in, into this fight? Man, I really like Kevin. Uh, I got to meet him. Uh, I think when Elkins, one of Elkins' fight, he was in the same locker room as us, and I just like his personality. He was super personable and and cool. And like sometimes, you know, guys that are fighting are like uh, just super, really serious and just all into what, whatever. But he was like joking, and we were talking. Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't even know each other. So I was like, man, I, this guy's got a cool personality. And he went out there and finished the guy, and like the first minute i think yeah. that was when he need fluffy and i was like man this guy's the real deal yeah and then he's put together like a few more wins after that when he beat jacques i mean that was crazy yeah Sitting and camp. i've always been a jacques fan i was like oh jacques is gonna take him down yeah. and get and then he just knocked him out from the bottom with like you know just like a weird back fist type of thing yeah, right that was crazy um so that just tells you there like how much power he has if he can knock you out from his back you know he's got knockouts from standing um yeah i'm a huge fan of the tall linky you know th- he's got a lot of reach on his fighters and kind of reminds me of myself and when i was fighting in that weight class uh being 35 like i was always taller than my yeah. guys so he uses his range really well really good straight rights down the middle um but we got Derek bronson you know a guy who's been in the been in, been in the fight game for a while now he's fought some of the best guys in that division and you know he's a true vet I feel like he's more of a grappler because he, you know, he comes from that wrestling background, mm-hmm. and Kevin's kind of more of that um, full MMA freestyle kind of street. You know, like he doesn't care where it goes, and it's more unorthodox. 
So it's going to be interesting. I think with the reach advantage that that um, Kevin has, I think he's going to be able to keep him away with with, yeah. with his shots. And I think it's going to force Derek to try to come come in and, and get a takedown. Okay. Yeah, he does have that four-inch reach advantage, and he is real lanky. And another thing I noticed that Derek Brunson does is when he, when he lands a shot, he kind of has this, and it's to his advantage and disadvantage, where he runs at his opponent while he's throwing strikes. So he's throwing right hook, left hook, right, and he's running with his chin straight up. Now, if you watch some of his highlights, he's knocked a lot of guys out like that. But in a guy like... Kevin Holland, who has this, you know, pure striking, and he's really, it's his natural instinct when he's back. He, he, I've never seen a guy, he can knock guys up out while he's backing up. Yeah. While he's moving forward. And we saw him from the seating position. I mean, he was sitting on his ass when he knocked out Jacare. I've never seen anything like that. So you can't run with your chin up against Kevin Holland. He's only getting better, only has more confidence. On the other side, Derek Brunson, because he has this kind of aggressive move when he wants to throw combos, I think it's going to throw out that reach advantage. He's going to be able to get on the inside, and maybe one of those sneaky lefts can land, and he can really mix it up and make it a make it a brawl. I think if he stands on the outside and they make this a, a faint, faint stand on the outside boxing match, I think Kevin Holland's going to have the advantage. But if it makes it a dirty fight, I think Derek's going to have the advantage, and he can really mix things up. So this is a really hard fight to call. You know, it, it could go either ways. The line is pretty close. At the end of the day, what's your official fight pick, Chris? I'm going to make you go first. Yeah, now that I just was was thinking, like, Derek Brunson's wrestling is actually really good. It is good. I remember, uh, I forgot who his last fight was, but, man, he dominated him. You know, he got got those body locks and was just tripping his leg back, and and he took that dude down a bunch of times. Um, So it's going to be interesting. If he can get Kevin Holland down... It's going to be interesting, but I know Holland's no slouch on the mat. He trains with Travis yeah. Luter. Uh, who, if you guys know who Travis Luter is, you know, he, he fought Anderson Silva. He, you know, he, he was, wow. he was a top guy in, in the UFC and in the jiu-jitsu world. So I know uh, Kevin Holland's jiu-jitsu is nothing to play with. And I think I'm going to go with Holland. Yeah, I got Holland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like he's got a lot of confidence right now. He, he's younger and uh you know he's just he's just hungry i think i think he's gonna win probably like third round i feel like he's gonna sneak in one of those right hands down the middle yeah that's a good call i'm gonna go against you on this one i am gonna go with Derek brunson i think he's gonna brawl it out he's gonna get on the inside push the pace and kind of sneak in some one of those left hand straights they're gonna find a home i'm gonna say this is the main event this is a five round fight so I'm going to say Derek Brunson via TKO. Kevin Holland streak has to end sometime, and it's going to be a light TKO. He's not going to get his lights shut out, but I'm going to go Derek Brunson on this one. The underdog gets the win. It's stiff competition for Kevin Holland. I could see it going both ways, but at the end of the day, I'm going fourth round TKO for Derek Brunson. Good call. Good call. All right, guys. Thanks for watching Fight Picks with the Pros, brought to you by FanDuel. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to this video. Follow us along. Thanks for watching.